speeding and the sound is speeding. Ah. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, January 23rd, 2022, 23. Fuck, what the fuck? On today's episode, we got uh, shit, you know, motherfucking nothing works out for Big Drew, but you know he gonna keep going to do his thing, cause you know that's how he sing, ring-a-ling. Ching ding-a-ling, happy Chinese New Year, and I said gung hey fat choy, and <laughs> what, what the fuck am I talking about? Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, January 23rd, 2023, West <laughs> We're back in the motherfucking studio, and I got my guitar. How are you? How are ya? It's already the end of January. Look at that. We're a month out of Christmas, and it seems like it was just only a couple weeks ago. Did you get all caught up on your post-Christmas credit card bills? Did you uh, Did you get out, and did you enjoy the sunshine this weekend? You know what's fucked up? I was talking to Courtney about this. It's the middle of fucking January, and the outdoor rinks still aren't open yet in this province. Like, I don't know uh, where you are or where the fuck, but there is, uh, ODRs are just non-existent. And I feel like that's going to be a thing that, like, we tell our children about. Like, yeah, like, see that fucking big oval in the field there? Like, with the with the white wood? Like, that used to... We used to be able to freeze that in the winter. It wasn't just fucking dead grass. And then the, my kids would be like, shut the fuck up, Drew. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm sorry. And they'll be like, give me fucking ten bucks. I'll be like, is weed still 10 bucks a gram? Yo, <laughs> I think that's that's going to be a forever is that weed forever and always will be 10 bucks a gram regardless of inflation because it was 10 bucks a gram fucking fucking 20 years ago and it's still 10 bucks a gram. And I swear it was 10 bucks a gram in the 90s. Like and now like you can get ounces, go to kingtoutscannabis.com, but you can get ounces for cheap, but it's still a gram. A fucking gram is a gram. Okay, what am I talking about? Let's start off the show with a little bit of a... How was my motherfucking Okay, how was my motherfucking weekend? Uh, I had a good weekend. Okay, so... You've been hearing me talk about this on the podcast. Uh, I decided to cut an album, an impromptu album taping on Saturday, January 21st. I was at the club called Showtimes in St. Catharines. Um, and uh, on the <laughs> on the back of Nick and Mac fucking buying tickets, uh, I was like, okay, now I actually have to fucking do this. Because <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with you right now. Full di- disclosure, Nick and Mac, if you guys didn't buy tickets... I probably would not have followed through with the album taping. Because <laughs> I was claiming it so hard. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do like a secret album taping. I got all these old jokes. Like they've just been kicking around for so long. There's no recorded version of them anywhere. My first album was a live album that was kind of just all over the place. A lot of crowd work, a lot of uh, very loose, like as loose as you could possibly be for a fucking album. So I was like, well, yo, that's like, that's one version of what I do on stage. But there's also like, you know, the craft of it that I've been fucking dinner uh, that I've been <laughs> that I've been working on since I was like 19. And some of these jokes, like I've been telling them for a decade, right? Longer than that. So it's like I needed an excuse to kind of cut them. Uh, so I went to Long and McQuaid. 
I fucking Nick and Nick and Max sent me a, a screenshot of them buying tickets. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to go to Long McQuaid and get the microphones now. This is actually happening. <laughs> uh, and okay, so a couple of things. I didn't want to do a big fucking you know, six weeks out, this is my album taping, like, come check it out, we are selling tickets, still got tickets available, the 8 o'clock show is sold out, we're still, oh, the 10 o'clock both shows are now sold out, and and then you get there, and it's a big fucking, it's like, you're, it's like this weird mix of, like, your birthday, and, like, a wedding, and, like, a fucking graduation, I don't know, it's this weird blend of, like, oh, it's your big day, and, like, there's all this weird pressure, and, and you just, it's just fucking unnatural because you're not trying to go up and do comedy. You're trying to go up and record an album, which is two completely separate things, right? Like when you're trying to do an album, you're like, oh, I got to be in the pocket. I got to fucking smash and nothing can go. Like I got to go. Everything has to go according to plan. Uh, but it's like, yo, this is the ocean, bro. Like you can't fucking, you can't plan for the, like you, you, you the ocean, it could be deadly that day, bro. Like there could be some fucking high winds. So you can't plan for that shit. So I think the best option is to just, you know, like, or at least for me, is was like, I always smash at Showtime. And uh, so let's fucking bring some mics and let's just drop some tape, you know? So that was the thinking there, was that I wouldn't be, you know, all pressured like it's my fucking birthday and my big album taping. I don't have to worry about doing promo. There's going to be a sold out fucking crowd, albeit they aren't there to see me. But how the fuck? Nobody's there to see me ever. Even in my album taping, there'd still be 30% of the people that are just there because it's a fucking comedy night. And if it was 100% of the people that are there to see me, all this old shit isn't going to fucking smash, you know, like the magic of of that character is completely gone for anybody who's seen me, or at least those jokes, like the magic of those jokes is gone. So it might be neat and nifty to watch, you know, if you're a fan of mine to go say you're at my album taping, but are you going to laugh as hearty as a guy who has no fucking idea what the punchline is that I'm going to say $200 skateboard? You know what I mean? But for people who've seen me, Throughout, throughout my whole career, I was doing jokes that I was like tired of doing in Edmonton that like fucking Christie's husband, Nick saw me one time and he's like, yeah, you're doing the same bits. And I was like, I'm still doing those bits 10 years later, <laughs> but I dusted off like some old UFC shit. Um, but you know, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Uh, I hate to say this, but I got to fucking do it again. I... <laughs> I hit record. So, okay. So let's go. Let's, let's rewind. And now, okay. So now it's showtime. I've decided that I'm going to fucking do the thing. I go, I get the mics. I pick up Alex, uh, from a meet him at a hotel in Oakville and Alex Fortin is going to be my opener as he has been for most of my career. Probably, uh, one of my fucking, definitely one of my best buddies in real life, but definitely one of my best friends in comedy as well too. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, there's no one I'd want to be with me other than Alex for this. Cause like as much as like we were talking about this on the way home and like um we were taught stand-up comedy in a very militaristic uh we were brought up in a very militaristic environment in in the terms of professionalism, right? So do your fucking time. You're asked to do 20, you do exactly 20. You don't do 19, you don't do 21. You show up fucking early, you show up looking nice, you're not scrubby, you're not fucking drunk, you're not high out of your mind. Um, you know, this is a fucking job. We're Navy SEALs and we get dropped in, you know, we get parachuted into whatever buttfuck town you're in and we're here to assassinate and then fucking move in the night as if nothing ever happened. Right. So that was kind of was how, how we were taught how to do stand up. Uh, you know, the, the other side of that was the fuck. <laughs> 
was a big, uh, a lot of fucking other psychological, you know, torment that went with that. But, you know, we're thankful for that. So that's another reason why I wouldn't have had anyone else with me. It was anybody else who, <clears throat> you know, who learned how to do comedy in that hyper-professional environment. Uh, I'd want there, but Alex, obviously the best. So Alex is hosting and then they got, uh, they got a couple guys opening Seb and Chris Seb powers just fucking smashed. He was doing this finger banging bit that I was like, like he was doing the bit and I was like, wow, like the, like the chances of this bombing are so high, like so fucking high, but they were loving it. Cause it's a thing. He was doing all these finger banging jokes and like, man, if you're doing finger banging jokes, like the crowd, they gotta be with you. Cause if you start getting like, and they're like, Oh, Oh, no <laughs> like if they're like please no stop <laughs> and you're like no you come you're coming with me to the fucking dirty zone like they're like oh fuck but they were like hey we're with you buddy so he just smashed and then uh door guy chris i know him he works there he goes up and he does kind of like this like insult the audience crowd work kind of like 90s like not necessarily 80s more like 60s style stand-up where it's like and it's honestly one of the literally one of the hardest styles of stand-up to do is this like i'm gonna do crowd work and make fun of you and like i'm gonna insult you because you have to be like you know, you have to be so much smarter than not the person that you're with, but you have to be in, like generate that in real time, those insults, right? And you can't really have canned insults, like because you're asking them, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Like you're asking, so you have to, I don't know, like more credit to him, man. Like that style of stand up, I don't, I, I could not do it. I don't know if there's like, um, I, I shouldn't say that there isn't a place for it. There definitely is a place for it. Uh, but it's like a fucking, you know, if you're going to be mean to the crowd and insult everyone and call them the dumbass, you know what I mean? Like you got it has to be coming from like this, like cr lovable crotchety sort of like, you know, cantankerous, lovable ca canker. You know what I mean? Um, so if you're not that, if you're also <laughs> like, it's a, that's a hard pill to, so whatever. <coughs> so we get there early, set up the mics. <coughs> I got my little Zoom H1 and a Zoom H4 recorders because so we mic'd the audience left and right with a, ah, we'll talk about it. We had an NT5 MP matched pair <laughs> of a small uh, diaphragm pencil condenser overhead mics traditionally used for miking like percussion instruments like drums, overhead mics for drums. Um, but, you know, they can be used for audience capture as well, pencil condensers. So I set up a couple pencils and then I decide I'm going to clip a lav. I don't have the Zoom H5 doesn't have enough recording capabilities for me to take a split off the main microphone that I'm talking to, <coughs> um, to the crowd. So they didn't have the one that I needed. So I thought, okay, we're going to go to the backup plan here, which is to, oh, that's the volume right there. Oh my God. And I'm just looking at the Zoom right now and I'm fucking had it plugged in and I noticed that the mic was hot. Clearly, because I'm looking at the fucking volume knob right now. It was cranked to 10. Oh, my God. So now we're just figuring. You're just hearing me figure out why the fuck everything got fucked up. Was because I, I apparently I had the mic fucking dimed out to 10. I'm just learning this as you are. So what I did was I put the, they have a brick wall limiter built in to the to the microphone, which means essentially it's like a fucking think of it as like a bodyguard who only lets a certain signal pass through. And if you're too loud, then you're not going to go through. But if you're also too quiet, uh, then it's going to bring you up to that level. 
So I guess I, so I turned the fucking brick wall limiter on because my shit was peaking and I was like, well, I don't want to fucking, it would be horrible if my shit was fucking peaked out. But here's what happened uh, is, yeah, it looks like the mic was peaked out anyways and it turned the brick wall limiter on. So essentially it fucking took my peaked out signal and then it tried to compress the fuck out of it, which essentially means that the that the audio file that I was left with is it's just a brick. Like it's called a brick wall limiter because it turns everything into a fucking brick. So I opened up the file and I just see like a giant rectangle and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The audience mics, both audience mics sounded great. I captured the crowd, but it sounds like it doesn't sound like I'm right in your ear. Like it sounds like just a room recording, which you don't want to hear from like you want to hear the actual split from the mic sound or at least the lav sound that I'm talking through. So now I have this fucking brick bricked out uh, file. And the other part is the sense the mic was fucking dimed out. Everything was clipping anyways, and it's like this fucking compressed ass, like clippy, and you can hear the pulsating of the compressor or the limiter, and it's just like, it sounds honestly like shit. It sounds like fucking shit. I also, in my infinite fucking sound guy wisdom, <laughs> I turned off the low cut, which is, a, which is a filter that filters any sort of low level frequencies out. It's a low cut, also known as a high pass filter. So I turned the fucking high pass filter off because I'm like, I'll go in there and I'll take care of that shit. I don't want anything fucking around. I want the raw sound. And it's and and apparently I'm too stupid to know that my shit was dimed out. So anyways, um, the fucking signal also has all this like low rumble from my shirt and my fucking hair just moving around, which would have gotten filtered out with the low cut filter. So this is just a long ass way of saying that I fucking have to do this again. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Um, and if you were Nick and Mac were at the show, Alex was at the show. I got off stage and it was like, yeah, that's the fucking one. And it was one of those things where I was doing bits that I had never done before. Like I was in the fucking pocket. Everything was coming out great. Uh, like it couldn't have gone any better. Like I was got applause breaks. I closed on my closers. And I was like, I don't have to tell any of those fucking jokes again. And I felt this huge immediate weight off my shoulder because I was like, I can finally actually for the first time in my career start over again because there was always these this this fucking um, tendency or this need to go back to this old material and crush because I was my job. I was a working stand-up professional comedian. If you're going to pay me 1500 bucks to do an hour, like I am gonna, I have to smash. I can't be fucking around looking at my notebook, you know, looking at my phone, scrolling through jokes, talking about what do you guys want to talk about? What do you do for a living? Like I need to fucking smash. So it lets you kind of like you, it's not like you can't work on new stuff, but when you're in the zone and, and if most of your sta your stage time is coming from paid gigs, you know, then you're just kind of stuck in this like infinite fucking loop of never being able to, to really truly grow. So I was like, fucking a, and now, <laughs> now, and now my shit's bricked out. So I tried doing a little bit of surgery on it on Sunday. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to salvage this. Like, I'm going to try. Um, worst case, Ontario, I'm, I am going to just put this shit up on the Patreon just so you can listen to it. I don't know if I'll be releasing it as an actual album because, yo, there's the Junos and shit. Like, I could be nominated for a fucking Juno for this. So I want it to be good sounding. 
You know, like I don't, I, I want something that w sounds like it should be in the contention to be nominated for a Juno. And I have no problem doing that myself. I fucking engineered a bunch of other Juno nominated albums. So it's like, it's not like it's out of my wheelhouse. Like I, I, that's a credit of mine that I don't even tell people. Like I'm an engineer on fucking Juno nominated comedy albums, but you know, Anyways, uh, so yeah, so that was Saturday night. Uh, I fucking, I left feeling super victorious. I plugged in the SD card on Sunday and my heart sank and I was like, I couldn't even go into my office. I like tried a couple times. I fucking notched out the entire thing. Like I put an entire fucking all pass filter <laughs> on it to try to see if I could just isolate the vocals. And then I tried to like, boost the frequencies of the vocals that I liked. And then it ended up sounding just like this weird, I don't know. It just sounded fucked. So anyways, uh, thank you to Nick and Mac for coming to the album taping. Uh, that's, that ain't it though. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreon. Speaking of Nick and Mac, would you like access to bonus content? Like my failed fucking album? Uh, <laughs> And bonus episodes, we're getting Schmortle on to talk about the fucking, uh, talk about the Bill Craig saga and me playing bass. She, I promise she will be on shortly. We're just trying to work out the time that works for both of our schedules. Uh, yeah, you go. And also the warm, fuzzy feeling that you get for supporting an independent podcast. You also get an individualized, personalized shout out. You could be like these fine folks, Kevin and Joyce, Nylisha, Iron Eagle, uh, James, new guy, Mark, uh, Tony Smog, Nick and Mac, uh, Bubba, Marnus, motherfucking street demon. Also our number one fan, uh, uh, fan, Joel, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, Colette, Andre, Taryn, and Blair, say they name, what up, one um, hi Mink, uh, go to patreon.com slash drewbame and sign up for as little as $5 a month if you're a dummy, and seven bucks if you're a shredder, there's also guitar lessons up there, go to patreon.com slash drewbame as well, promotional consideration it, uh, for this week with Drew is provided by King Tut's Cannabis. Dot com. That's right. You can go to kingtotscannabis.com right now. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. Right now, they're selling uh, 10 grams of hash oil for $89. Like, how does that? I'm telling you, bro. The, the fucking dope. 10 bucks a gram. Docs Rocks. 25% off. Keith. Oh, yeah. I still got to smoke those. Nice. Still got to smoke those. Go, uh, go to kingtotscannabis.com. Two ounces of Grease Monkey Trim still on sale for 69 bucks. You could get a QP for 140 bucks. Like, that's fucked up. Maybe not 10 bucks a gram anymore. Go to kink.scannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. Okay. So this weekend, uh, Saturday night, I'm going to be in fucking Ottawa doing stand-up comedy. Saturday night at the Laugh Lounge in Ottawa. If you or someone you know is in the Ottawa area... I'm going to bring my skates. I'm going to try to skate the fucking Rideau Canal. Rideau. Is that shit open? See now, is that what I was... Does that bring us back to the fucking Rideau Canal skating? Can I fucking skate there right now? Is it open? Rideau Canal Skateway. The skateway is closed. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's fucking January 23rd in the middle of fucking... Why do you got to eat my cookies? It need 10 to cons 10 to 14 consecutive days of temperatures between minus 10 and minus 20. I don't think we're ever going to be able to fucking skate the Rideau Canal again, bro. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's 7.8 kilometers. And I don't get to fucking skate that shit. Because of why? Fucking global warming. 
Rideau. So whatever. I guess I'm not bringing my skates. Fucking cocksuckers. Do not skate on the Rideau Canal. They got their Twitter is is real gnarly. I don't know. Is it going to be minus 10? See, fuck that shit. Okay, whatever. I'm going to be in Ottawa on Saturday doing stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm back in the studio, so let's play a little guitar for Joel and the rest of the Shredders. Uh, hang tight. One minute. Okay, we got... Uh, I actually really like this one. This is some kind of fucking Amy Winehouse... Yeah, this is the juice. my jam uh, <laughs> when I was practicing. That was much better. Oh well. Okay. Night night. Night night.
Hey, where are you going? Don't you? Hey, get back here. Because <laughs> you forgot your bonus. Nah. It's a fucking... Makes no sense why I do this, but every week you get a little one to take. 